we've been talking about some of the issues in various industries right now when it comes to filling some of those jobs and, uh, and you know, really making sure that we've got enough uh, workers in those various industries across the dry season. Uh, but another industry that you may not have thought of right now where uh, it does seem as though they're having some issues with staffing levels and it is for various reasons by the sounds of things is education. Now, joining me on the line is uh, the Trade Union Branch Secretary at the Australian Education Union uh, here in the Northern Territory, Adam Lampy. Good morning to you. Hi, Katie. Adam, uh, have we got a shortage at the moment of uh, teachers in our schools? Yeah, we've got a critical shortage and, um, yeah, I can't see it getting any better, unfortunately. We, we have, uh, I would imagine, around about almost two-thirds of, of Territory schools who are currently not fully staffed with, with teachers. Wow. What is the reason for that? Well, uh, various reasons. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, the, uh, there's a national shortage, and people may have been following that. Uh, you know, with the Queenbeyan High School in New South Wales has been prominent. Um, you know, there are shortages in Victoria currently, um, and uh, one of the issues we, we have here is the um, the housing issue in Catherine. Um, the government is currently offering uh, a four-year pay pay freeze, uh, which is going to put us at the bottom of the uh, of the salary um, schedule for for teachers nationally, and that's just not going to to get people to come here. So across the board right now, um, we obviously have two-thirds of our schools, from what you've said, around the Territory that aren't fully staffed. Is that getting even more difficult as we see those COVID cases at different times sort of ebb and flow? And it feels as though right now um, there are a few more cases around the place, particularly in schools? Yeah, I don't think COVID's the issue. I think COVID will, will uh, impact on some schools for a very short period, for short periods. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is they're already understaffed and they have been since the beginning of the year. And, uh, well, we're, we're predicting it will probably get worse next next semester, halfway through the year. Wow. Uh, for, for, so one of the things that's happening in July is that Victorian teachers will be getting a one percent pay rise, and their uh, which means they'll put their top of the scale teachers above ours. And given that a lot of uh, our recruitment comes from Victoria, I've had it. Um, I've been told that um, over over ninety percent of the new recruits in Central Australia are all from Victoria. And um, you know, if they can get get themselves, um, you know, a higher salary uh, by teaching in their home state. Where well, there's lack of there's going to be a lack of incentive for them to come here. Yeah, right. So you reckon we're probably going to see this situation exasperated uh, by the second term? Yeah. Well, of course, they've, what they're trying to do at the moment is trying to press gang uh, corporate staff uh, with teacher qualifications to go out to schools to fill the gaps. But you know, this is only a, a short term um, solution, mm. and um, and it's not really working anyway because those people have jobs of their own to do, uh, which is around teacher teachers support. And um, if teachers aren't getting that, well, then that becomes a, a, a workload issue and a quality um, issue in terms of um, educational services in schools. So it's, um, you know, unless they start funding public education properly, 
uh, in the Northern Territory, it, it's it's not going to be resolved. So, Adam, from what you're saying, at the moment, we've actually got a situation where, where some of those staff that have maybe been working in more of the administration-type roles or, or management or behind-the-scenes roles, they're actually being called back into the classroom to assist. Well, they're, they're being asked to do so. It's a lot of their position, there's been a restructure, they're calling it a realignment in the department, but essentially... Uh, they're, they're cutting a lot of those corporate jobs and most of those jobs um, are people on fixed term contracts so they came from school based positions and they, um, they they got into those roles so those those jobs will not be renewed and of course there, there's a problem around te- obviously it's going to be a problem with teacher support but um, you know they are putting pressure on people right now who are in uh, corporate posi- positions to go out to, uh, to teach in schools but you know that's all well and good but who's going to be doing their job while they're not there mm. well the answer is no no one you know so who's going to provide the curriculum support the you know behavior management support um, other systemic support uh, jobs that, that those people do um, what's going to happen to to all of that well you know, it's just not going, going to happen. So it know. sounds like there's an issue right across the board at the moment, uh, you know, uh, in terms of those staffing levels. Adam, what needs to happen here? Well, they need to, they need to uh, provide a better uh, a wage offer than they're currently doing. So right now we, we're going through an employee ballot, which closes on Friday, uh, which is the same offer they made to the, the public service, which is a four-year pay freeze. Uh, they're uh, Victoria have already secured a two uh, percent plus one percent bonus for the next four years in their their jurisdiction. Uh, the Western Australians have already knocked back two and a half percent pay rise, um, and there'll be you know sort of equivalent kinds of pay rises across the country. Um, so that's the first step. The first step is to is to provide a, a competitive set of paying conditions, mm-hmm. and uh, what the government's offering at the moment just doesn't cut it. And so when will we, are you guys under those, uh, you know, are, the, are those pay negotiations happening at the moment or, or where exactly is that at? Because I know that obviously for some of the other uh, public sector areas, it had been sorted or there'd been a resolution. But what's the go right now for you guys? Well, they're playing with fire, Katie, because we, we, uh, we gave them an offer of... Um, you know, we said something like, say, 5% over two years, mm. and then we'll have another look at it. And they said, well, that's too much. And we said, well, give us another number. You know, and the number is zero. And so they're just not willing to negotiate at all. So what's mm. happening now is there is there is a vote, which all employees attach to the teacher teacher agreement, which is uh, um, around about uh, 2,500 yeah. uh, employees attached to that agreement. Um you know, that's currently being voted on now. And I can tell you quite confidently that there is, um, there's no way that uh, territory teachers are, are going to accept that because they can see what's going on uh, in other jurisdictions. And it's going to cripple our system. How can we how can we provide public education here if we can't staff it? Because they'll just, people will just leave. Yeah. They'll take the bonuses. They'll take the bonuses mm. 
and they'll and they'll leave. Well, and the difficulty is, you know, I think, like, I, um, you know, I feel pretty passionately that I think teachers are such an incredibly important, um, you know, they're an important part of the fabric of the Northern Territory. They do an incredibly important job, in my humble opinion. Um, I know that, you know, there may be some people listening this morning, Adam, who are saying, are teachers just being greedy here? Well, they're not being greedy. Of course, of course they're not. It's a question of, you, you, you know, if you're if you're just following the money, mm. which uh, most most teachers don't, there's plenty of places where they can go right now and get themselves a better deal. Um, and there's plenty of jurisdictions right now that are willing to pay for your relocation to go and teach in New South Wales or Victoria, which costs them a lot of money. But they're so they're so desperate that they're willing to uh, provide you know incentives to do so. Victoria. The, the other thing about Victoria mm. is. They've also secured an extra hour and a half non-contact time, so teachers can do deal with the workload issue, which is the other thing that's um, stopping people from actually entering in the profession is because of the uh, the crippling workloads. People just have they've had enough, so they uh, they're just not uh, going into the profession or they're, or they're leaving it because yep. it's just too much. So um, no, it, yeah. it, it's. We, we, we will become the lowest paid teachers in the country within 12 to 18 months if we were to accept this wow. uh, this wage freeze, which is just uh, is not going to recruit or retain teachers no. uh, here. And, and um, I mean, how are you going to run schools? In fact, you, with the bonuses, you're actually encouraging people to leave. So people, I'm a Victorian teacher. Um, I'll stay to the end of the year. I'll, I'll, I'll pocket my six thousand dollar bonus, and then I'll go to Victoria and walk into a job uh, with a with a with a higher salary. That's what's going to happen. Well, Adam, it sounds yeah. like we've got a bit of an issue on our hands, and one which needs to be sorted because we are talking about the education of our children. I, like I said, I think it's a job that's so incredibly important. Um, so, please keep us up to date with how these negotiations go. Um, let us know how things are tracking if you can. No worries, Katie. Yeah, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for chatting with me. See you later. Thanks, Adam.